Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Jun Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well. As always, thank you to our wonderful patrons over at Patreon. If you want to join the group chat, get early access to episodes and more, you can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press. And like you and I, Andy, the chat is learning, especially this summer, that that, uh, patience is a virtue. Anything happen exciting to you over the past week? Because nothing happened to the market. Uh, we are, at all <laughs> intents and purposes, in the exact same position as we were last week. <laughs> I yeah, mean, this is, has uh... been extremely unexciting. I mean, I was going to come on here and talk about how I was fascinated, how my uncle uh, from Vicenza, Valentino, he said, he, he, so he is learning English. He thought the perfect time to learn uh, after having... Uh, uh, interacted with people who, who do speak English. He, he thought the age of 65, uh, 65 years old was a perfect time to begin this. Um, he used the word, and I was fascinated by this, y- y'all. He said, uh, Y-A-apostrophe-L-L. And I, hey, that's pretty good. Hearing that out of the mouth of, if anybody knows that, uh, uh, Vincentino, like the, the the dialect used in Veneto. I, I mean, it's fascinating the way. I, I, I mean, I was mystified. That's very good. That's very good, man. But that's that's what happens, you know. Especially when you when you deal with uh, with people from Ohio. I didn't. De- I, I haven't dealt with people from Ohio. I uh... I, I I couldn't. <laughs> I, I I the the wonder that. I know. I wish somebody would have taken a photograph of my face. Hey. I, I mean, I, I was, I, Listen, I was I, lost I, for I, words. I didn't. Ha- I had a, a sim. I mean, a similar experience with the English language. I mean, the American language more than the English language. Uh, when I went and I, w- I found myself for whatever reason, don't ask me why, in a in a veteran bar, in the middle of Delaware. In a place called Long Neck. I don't know if people know where Long Neck is, but that's in the middle of Delaware. And uh, this 60 something year old woman just turned to me. And uh, and uh, as soon as she uh, heard that I'm Italian and she called me Italian, she said, uh, That's the best. Yeah. She, yeah. Referred, she referred to me as Cutesy Patuzzi. Now, Whoa. yeah. Imagine, imagine. Imagine somebody hearing I, that word uh, cutesy patootsy yeah, for the first time and then being yeah, that invited. That doesn't translate in Italian, man. It doesn't Sorry. translate. And then being invited by that same six year old woman who was the girlfriend of like a military commissioner or something at this veterans bar to dance to Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline 
oh. in the middle of a dance floor surrounded by like a hundred veterans and police officers just looking at us. Now that's I mean, there are my... so many questions that need to be asked of this story. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. That's, that's for another you episode. Say the, <laughs> a, a type of uh, pub you were at, but I'm sure it was a, the, the it wasn't like a swingers. No, uh, it was well, it was a veterans bar. Oof. I but I knew the guy that was playing in the band. It was um, it was St. Patty's Day, and so I I was able to get in for free. No membership required. And then, you know, I was treated to drinks because I was a cutesy patootsie. So that's my uh, that's wow. my story. That that has a lot of layers to it. I, I, <laughs> OK, well, uh, I guess natural uh, transit. I mean, that sounds like something that would happen in like Florida, as I we know, all know. But, uh, but, but you know, Italian that's the beauty, that's my, the beauty yeah. of your country. That's the beauty of the U.S. You have places like called Long Neck. And uh, people don't even know they exist, but they are out there. So if you if you just if you are in the area, swing by the Veterans Bar in Long Neck. <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. If you are well, if you are looking to do some wife swapping, it sounds like yeah. I mean, it yep. sounds like you, you were can, on you, the verge yep. of that. She, and she's probably there. She's you you, you ask for Trisha. Yes, oh for my. Trisha, and Trisha okay. is your gal. Wow. Um, okay, well, naturally, the next part uh, has to be uh, <laughs> Roma transfer market of stuff. Course, I, of oh course. my gosh, I, I don't even know how, how how to move on from that. I mean, nothing has happened. I, I, I this past week, I have not. I have been so unmotivated this past week because there there is so little going on. You know, the problem is Andy when. There truly is nothing going on. There seems to be, by the ambiente Roma, the need to increase the chatter of nonsense. Because when things need to be quiet, and I have said this before numerous numerous times on the podcast, when there is an international break, you will see a flurry of stories come out that are nonsensical, that are being put out there by an agent, by a club, for one reason or another, to sort of fill this void, to fill the void of just quiet. We saw some of that this week, but there is nothing. I mean, the most interesting thing that has happened is I have uh, interacted with people around Brian Reynolds, a guy who, how many appearances does he eight. does he have at Roma? Three? Eight. Eight. Oh. Eight. How? I'm trying to think. In eight? total. Yeah, eight in total. Okay. Wow. Um okay. It so was eight. on their official website. Don't 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 think that I, this came up, you know, and I made my research. This was on their website. So Okay, so a guy I'm stunned that it is eight. I thought it was two or three. Um came in, eight in, in the appearances. winter twenty one, yeah. February. I am discussing with uh, his agent, his father. We, I, I'm talking about the Belgian tax law because there is still an issue between he and uh, moving to Western law. But it was and, made official, thankfully. So, Well, it was made official, but this past week, I have learned more about Belgian tax law than I, I ever then cared to know, yeah, wanted yeah. to know. I mean, I am talking to these guys as to why it took so long. And they're telling me about, well, because he stayed here in this amount of days, he gets taxed at this. 
And I'm just sitting there glossy eyed saying, hey, I, I, I don't care. I just want to know when it is going to be done. And I had a 15 minute discussion. And you still didn't get the answer you wanted. Belgian tax law. Yeah, because they thought it was done one week ago. It was supposed to be done one week ago. And then they came. There was just this tax bracket that he would fall into. I, again, I couldn't care less. But that, but, that's how it. It seems like that's how it works this uh, this summer. You know, you the, even this uh, this whole Renato Sanchez business. It it goes from uh, last week was supposed to be the, the decisive week. Now this week is the week where Roma will meet PSG because PSG are coming back from Japan. Roma are coming back from Portugal, and so on, so on. And then next thing you know, it's going to be next week is going to be the week where the deal is sealed and an agreement is reached or maybe not, whatever it is. It, 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 and 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 then just think about the Scamacca Morata saga, which is endless and is, you know, goes from one day Roma having a complete agreement with, with Scamacca to the next day uh, Inter having made contact with, uh, with West Ham and being very close to 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 potentially replacing Romelu Lukaku with Skamaka, you know. The, so once again, we are confronted with the wonderful, and I think this I can safely say that this is most of all it's Italian media, and it's the way these stories are told. It's a narrative. There is yes. nothing happening. Everything is stagnant. So you have to come up with this. This constant, oh, now Thiago Pinto is flying here. And now if, uh, PSG are keen on the loan. Now they refuse to, to let uh, Sanchez leave on loan. Skamak, uh, he's pushing to leave West Ham, but West Ham are not letting him leave. You know, constantly, even though maybe the, the two clubs haven't spoken to each other in weeks, the story still needs to go on. You know, it's, it's right. it, it never sleeps, right? You have to keep telling the story. Uh, and and unfortunately, it, it, at least when it comes to football, you know, um, everybody. I mean, there's just this massive following for for this thing, for almost more for the transfer market than for the sport itself. So obviously, you are always going to get engagement. So these stories will always thrive. They will always be. I mean, you will have five different reports on the same player within the same day, right? So you go through the one day being like, okay, Skamaka is coming to, to Roma. Then, oh, no, Inter have, have are, are going to land Skamaka. And then, oh, no, instead, oh, it's Skamaka is indeed going to Roma. And then back again on the Inter thing. Um, and that is... Uh, that is just one way of uh, of basically telling people nothing is going on. Um, everybody is <laughs> is dealing with this with very similar issues. Uh, it's it's um it's it's we're on the verge of August and uh, and the reigning Serie A champions Napoli haven't made a single signing yet. Um, it's Roma are still dealing with the same issues that they were dealing with a month ago, which is finding a midfielder, finding a replacement of Tammy Abraham, and potentially securing the sale of Roger Ibanez, who would guarantee you enough cash for maybe another deal. None of those seem to be happening anytime soon. So that's what we're looking at. You know, that's the, and that's, and that's, and, and mind you, again, we, we still have it, 
more exciting than the likes of uh, Napoli or in the Premier League, you have West Ham, who are the only team so far that hasn't made a single signing yet in the Premier League. After Even after having cashed in almost uh, over a hundred thousand, sorry, a hundred thousand, Jesus, I wish, a hundred million <laughs> for Declan Rice. And... um. So we should consider ourselves lucky that we still get a link to Daichi Kamada, a guy who seems to be asking for over five million and nobody wants to satisfy his needs. Um, you know, you have Renato Sanchez who hasn't made, hasn't had a complete season in God knows how long, maybe 2016, 17, something like that. You are um, correct. And uh, and who is. You know, I mean, if you think about the Gini Wijnaldum uh, saga of last season, also, it took about, what, a, a little over a month, I believe. Wijnaldum, I remember. Forever, yeah. I, I remember Wijn, I, I was, um, yeah, I was in Italy at that point. It was like beginning of August when Wijnaldum slowly but surely PSG accepted once again Roma's proposal of a loan with option to buy, which in the end, I believe that's what, if if any agreement is gonna take place in the coming days for Renaissance, that's gonna be it. You know, lo- yeah, loan this with thing with buy. obligation to buy. Yeah, no, same thing it's, with Scamacca. Yeah? yeah, that's not gonna happen. It's not. It's it, it, it's especially for a player like Sanchez or like last year with Vinaldum. It's impossible, you know, to 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 predict what's gonna happen. Maybe with Scamacca, I could envision that. That whole obligation to buy in case you know you reach Champions League, in case he scores this amount of goals, in case that I can imagine. But for for a guy like Renato Sanchez, who uh, hardly has made over twenty appearances per season in in over the last few years, um, those those conditional conditions would not be favorable, and and so that's how it works, you know. I mean, this is. This is the fascinating. Like people think that every the, like the transfer market is basically a movie directed by Fabrizio Romano, but that's not how it works. You know, the, the transfer market is one team saying no, we want to sell a player. The other team saying, oh, well, do you want to loan him out? No, we want to sell him. Well, maybe we're gonna add an option to buy. No, we want to sell him. Please, pretty please. Similar to what Inter are doing with Sommer. Exactly. We, we want a six six million because that's the release clause for the Swiss goalkeeper. Yes, but would you mind giving him to us for free? You know, yeah, so a month that we and a half they negotiate for this guy. A, a guy with again, I mean, they want to pay three or four release clause of six, and they that is untied. I mean, let's be very clear, because one of our patrons they they asked. Uh, either yesterday or a couple of days ago, I forget when, but they were asking, well, what is going on with Inter for Scamacca? Are they coming in? Are they going to pip Roma for him? What you know? What is going to happen? Let's be very clear. The reason, because they feared, they said, you know, is this going to be Fratesi 2.0? And the only reason they got Fratesi, they needed Sassuolo to roll over for them and to make this deal constructed very favorably on their uh, in favor of them yeah i mean they were able to uh, lower the price by including a player they were they were able to make it the loan with obligation and again triple the number of installments in which uh, right. 
Correct. <laughs> this fee and, can be paid in. Loan with obligation is really an accounting trick where the purchasing club, they can either put it on the books for the current year or the uh, following year when the quote unquote obligation uh, kicks in. So it, it allows them to uh, allows the purchasing club to uh, offset the uh, the purchase price by one full year. So that's all it is. So uh, Ink Dad would need West Ham to, to completely roll over for them if they wanted to uh, beat Roma to Scamacca at this moment. So, as you said, you know, this isn't even something necessarily um, relevant to only Serie A. This is happening everywhere except the Premier League. This is how the market is going. I mean, PSG, very, very quiet. I mean, all of their guys are frees. Correct correct me if I'm wrong, but they got Skriniar on a free. They, I'm trying to think of some of the other business they've done, um, and not even PSG, but some of the bigger uh, the bigger moves around Europe. I, I mean, we are not seeing the uh, again outside of the Premier League, at least. We are not seeing the 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 dealing, the wheeling, and the dealing that we are so used to. And to be honest with you, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. As I said on the previous episode, I actually believe keeping the core, the team, the manager intact in a summer like this where it is you have teams changing some things, but they are limited in some of the business they can do. I mean, wouldn't you rather have that consistency within the team? I know I would. Uh, so I, in not- a way, this is what I mean, this is in a way what what people wanted for so many years, right? Yeah, when, 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 when we were engaged in player trading. Yeah. Yeah. When we were engaged in player trading, it was every summer. It was, oh, why can't we have consistency in the squad? And <laughs> and yes, it's a sure, it's a transfer market where nothing happens, but hey, you are getting that consistency. Uh, you know, we're gonna get to it later, but but you know, even even parting ways with somebody like Roger Ibanez seems to be, not be the club's pr- top priority. Whereas, you know, you go back three, four years ago, five years ago, where we had to really pick and choose where do we get rid of Tony Rudiger or Costas Manolas, you know? And and people hated that. People hated that, but that that allowed us to always reinvest that money. Obviously, Monchi came in, that money was reinvested in the wrong ways. Even with Sabatini, some some of those deals didn't work out as, as they should have. But that's that's how it works, right? You know, you you get rid of Brozovic, you're able to go here. You're, you get rid of Onana, you're able to splash some money there. You you sell Sandro Tonali. Again, you you reinvest and you are able to reinvent your attacking uh, department. Or like Roma, you stay put and you follow whatever the settlement agreement entails in terms of spending which in your case means zero. You have to basically get everybody either on a free transfer or on loan. But by doing so, you maintain that core. You maintain your most important pieces. Dybala, still here. Nemanja Matic, renewed for another year. Brankistante, renewed. El Sharawi, renewed. Lorenzo Pellegrini, Mancini, they're all there. So that's 
in a way that's that's what we always wanted right like that's right. the old story of oh well you let Mohammed Salah leave oh you left you let Alison Becker leave you know now we now we're doing the opposite now we're we're trying to hold on to you know the the most important pieces that have allowed us to at least get a a taste of European success by winning a, a trophy and getting to a European final. And, and that's been our, in a way that's been our strength. That's been our strength because you, you really get a feeling that the team is, is building, is building. And uh, the, the signings of, of Hussein Mouar and Evandika are great, but that's because they don't have to come in and, and uh, and replace somebody they come in to reinforce so yes. that's the, that's what you can uh, the this this inactivity uh, you know this general boredom allows a team like roma to keep building on you know and and if you look at who who left that may have had you know Gini Wijnaldum left and then uh, volpato and misori these were like the three guys that re- were really involved with the team last season aside from that everybody else is dead weight dead weight that you were able to offload for the most part you're still looking at Matias Vigna who's gonna join Sassuolo on loan now recently Brian Reynolds joined Westerlo so Gonzalo Villar maybe going back to Spain and that's it and that's it and so in a way this this terrible situation which everybody now seems to be just living with such anger and frustration is what they always wanted three to four to five years ago when it seemed like every summer we were reinventing the whole thing. We were adding new pieces and seeing if they match the puzzle and, you know, trying to replace an experienced player with a younger player and it doesn't, it didn't necessarily work out. And that caused a lot of frustration and that caused in a way that eventually caused us to spiral out of, the Champions League. Um, but that's, it seems like now the plan is, you know, to, to build, to keep building. Uh, if it, if it doesn't, you know, if, if, if it allowed us to, to win a, a conference league trophy, and if it allows us to reach a Europa League final, then why, why strip it all down? Right. That seems to be the, the, the thinking behind the scenes. And honestly, Roma, unfortunately, are not in a position to 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 do otherwise. Um, some may say, "Okay, well, you need to scout for younger talent," and and I'm sure that's what the club also want to do. But I'm pretty, I'm also pretty sure that going into Mourinho's third year <laughs> at Roma is not the best of times to be like, "Okay, you know what? We're gonna get all these kids yeah, exactly. We're gonna throw them into the mix and see if it sticks." You know, that's yeah, we're needing a lot of guys time. who need time to uh, for uh, a time for adaptation. Are you kidding me? I would rather why uh, remove pieces from the base that he has built in these two years. I mean, well, let me just. I, I'm going to assume, Andy, that if you had your choice between what Roma have done this summer compared to a uh, Inter, for instance, fairly certain you would go with Roma, yeah? Yes. And and a lot of people will laugh at me. A lot of people will laugh at me. Will laugh at you. They they they'll say otherwise. And 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 that's that's fair play because, again, signings in a way are always fun. They're always fun because uh, and I, I like that people 
now look back on on that Monchi summer. I recently had this conversation in our patron group chat that in 2017, listen, I mean, with with Monchi, for the, those those windows with Monchi were always exciting. You're looking at seven, eight signings in one summer, you know, and and, and all in a matter of weeks. Boom, boom, boom. You know, even Marcano, Ante Choric, Justin Clavert, all that stuff, Hector Moreno, all those guys. And, and now we can say in hindsight, well, those were crap signings, so it doesn't count. Well, at that time, you are looking at a different yeah, way of working. You were looking at yeah, you you were looking at signings that were 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 in part were exciting. Um, there were some unknown players. There was some like somebody like Ante Choric. Hey, hailed as the new Modric in Croatia. Won um, won a trophy for best upcoming talent in Croatia. Played in the Champions League with with Dinamo Zagreb, you know it was, and so it didn't work out. But you are still adding six, seven signings per each in each in each summer window, and that was seemed impressive on the surface. But did it work out? No, S- signings need to be smart. I think that what we've learned is that Roma over time were not smart in how they they reinvested that money and that cost them eventually that cost them it cost them in terms of uh, what UEFA uh, decided to do to them with with financial fair play in the settlement agreement it cost them with them dropping out of Champions League football for a number of consecutive years and they're still trying to get back into that so i think that the direction the club went to is wise, is wise. Inter obviously are going to maybe get Samarjic now from, from Udinese. That's exciting. They got Turam from Borussia Mönchengladbach. All is, that's very nice and pretty, but it comes at a cost. And we've seen Roma do it in, in previous years. And it also came at a cost. It came at a cost of sometimes stripping teams that had talent uh and, and doing so too early. You hadn't seen the full potential of somebody like Salah. You know, we thought we'd, we'd seen what Salah was capable of, but then he goes on to the Premier League and becomes one of the best football players in the world. And those are obviously always circumstances because Salah went and met Jurgen Klopp and Jurgen Klopp did what he had to do with him. But the point is that Roma now are operating on a whole different basis and uh, people may not like it because it's not fancy. It's not flashy. It doesn't work. It's boring. We're looking at a transfer window where we are negotiating for weeks on end alone for Renato Sanchez, a guy who hasn't seen steady playing time in, in, in five years, five, six years. So that's the, that's the mystery of it. That's the mystery of it. It's um, but, but I, I think in the long run, it is what allows it to to build, to build. And I think that's the most important part about it right now because you're looking exactly at going into Mourinho's third season in, uh, with Roma. And you need, to, you need to know that after Mourinho's gone, you're still going to be fine. And, and you can only do that by, by, by laying the foundation, by laying the foundation, identifying the leaders, uh, securing... New contracts for players that you want to 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 for for them to be here beyond Mourinho's tenure, and that's why you you secured Gianluca Mancini, you secured Cristante, you secured uh, El Shirawi. You're looking to 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 put a lot of 
pressure on somebody like Pellegrini to keep carrying that armband. And and that's what Roma have been doing. They're, they're, they're just trying to build. And honestly, after seeing for so many years Roma deconstruct everything and re- restart and, and rethink and reinvent, part of me was tired of that. You know, signings can be fun, but everything needs to have some sort of logic. So... Right now, I see Roma having problems with spending money, and 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 they can only do so much in terms of free transfers and loans. But what they do, in the grand scheme of things, makes more sense than just splashing money for the sake of splashing money, which I think a lot of people mistakenly want from the club. One hundred percent, and I will reiterate my position as I said in the last episode, and I think even the one prior to that. When you have such a summer where there are very few clubs able to spend, they don't have the means to spend, yet they have made a number of changes. Yes, Milan, they have done a lot this summer. They have made several purchases, but those guys are going to play a large role. They are going to need time for adaptation. Instead, they go to a Champions League final. They lose a screen yard. They lose their starting goal. Dzeko, Andreonana. Right. You have Napoli. Brozovic. Right. Brozovic. At Napoli, they lose their managers. Paletti, gone. Enter Kim, Rudy Garcia. Gone. Exactly. Gone. So uh, w- when I see the clubs, the competitors for a top four position, limited in their ability uh, to spend, to reinforce the, the team, the squad, having the ability to not only maintain the strong base that has been uh, constructed by Jose Mourinho in his first two years, but to add to it too with the, with the free signings, um, potentially adding to Scamacca, Renato Sanchez. I would much rather prefer that route as opposed to what the others have done. And I know that is easy to say, um, being Roma supporters and being involved with the <laughs> Roma website, the Roma podcast. But I, I, I mean that honestly. I mean, if even Mila, yes, they have brought in a lot of guys, Andy, but I, I, I just don't yeah, know. How the, do they the know cost, that that is going sure. to bear fruit? They don't. Oh, know exactly. Yeah, you, you know, you and it's a gamble. It's a fascinating gamble because honestly, what, what the kind of talent that Milan have invested in is is um, is exciting. Um, you know, you you if you are able to attract that kind of talent, and those are young players, if it works, great. Um, but it always comes at a cost. It comes at a cost of letting go of easily one of the best young midfielders in the game, uh, Sandro Tonali, a guy that allowed you to win the Scudetto. It so obviously you can, and, and the equation is always well. You you get rid of one player for seventy million. Euros and and you bring in three four different ones you know and and uh, and that's that that is great but it always it always comes those those are things that always come at a cost that always take time to 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 get into the swing of things and you never know what you're gonna get in return right so it, it, it's a gamble and mind you Roma right now they're looking at Renato Sanchez that's also a gamble. It's also a gamble. I think it's it's a it's a it's it's a it's it's a gamble 
akin to what Roma did last year with, with Paolo Dybala. And a lot of people knew it back then that, hey, it's a gamble because you're calling him your top player. But guy has struggled mightily with injuries uh, in his final season and a half with, with, uh, with Juventus. Was never the same player as he was in previous years. Can you really call him the marquee signing um, that is going to lead your team this season? That is going to be the face of the franchise, basically, right? And and it paid off. It paid off. It it, it could have been a disaster, but it paid off. And and with Renato Sanchez, to a lesser extent, obviously, because here you're looking for temporary deals. You're looking at somebody again doesn't have that in this case that's the good thing it, that he doesn't have the pressure to come in and say replace this player or that player no this guy is supposed to come in and offer you depth in the on in the midfield you know again in uh in in the Europa League or in the Coppa Italia or whatever how many however many games he can offer you whatever he, he has to offer you you'll take it because it can't be worse than than Ginny Wijnaldum missing the first half of last season right so that's that's really what it comes down to and um there is always gamble involved in 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 the transfer market but what we're seeing right now is the teams and and that i think with the exception of the premier league it speaks to everybody like teams are not willing to take so many risks anymore there's clearly like it's it's football now is stagnant like there's just there's clearly uh, some some kind of mood that prevents teams from from taking major risks i'm not seeing too many risks being taken and the fact that we can only list inter or milan as the so-called big spenders or big big risk takers in this window tells you all you need to know you know like Again, Lazio, Atalanta, uh, even again Napoli. These are all teams that we should be. See, we should see how they're active and how they're thriving. And and instead, it's 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 quiet. Juventus, Juventus, who are coming off a terrible season, who are gonna face a year without European Cup competitions, and and they're also they they're not moving. Nothing's moving. They can't even sell Zakaria. You know, they they can't do anything. They have to, and they have to get back into this. They have to get back into this. They they're now they're aiming for the scudetto and 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 on and on. But that we're we're not seeing anything from them. So once again, it's a really widespread issue. And with Roma, look at them. Even Roger Ibanez, whom everybody hated, you know, whom every who everybody criticized for the entire duration of last season, goes into the summer transfer window as the big name that Roma are going to sell. We're all we're we're basically in August, and there is not a single offer Zero. for him, yeah. and there is no signs that Roma are going to push him out of the club. So, what that. What does that mean? It means that Roma do not want to take risks, unnecessary risks. 100%. I couldn't agree more. Let's just end it there. Uh, We will be back later this week. We're going to start ramping up the episodes again with the season getting closer. We will go back to two episodes per week now. So we will be back uh, either Thursday or Friday later this week. So until then, ciao.